I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, everyone. Hey, how are you doing? Have you made any good mistakes this week? <laughs> My life's a mistake. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> do, do you know what, though? Do you know, on the topic, you know, our our podcast is all about funny things that happen at work, isn't it? Yeah, right? yeah. So I was in Asda today chatting to Bev. And Bev, who was working on the till, has just started her first shift back after everything that's gone on because she was high risk. So she was off work. So she's just come back today. So she was very, very chatty because she's clearly been stuck in the house for ages. <laughs> so she was chatting away to me. Anyway, it turns out, right, when she was a kid, she had a paper round and her auntie had a horse. And she's not fancy. She's not like a horse as in a posh person horse. And she had a paper round and she used to do the paper round on a horse. On the horse? Never. Yeah. Because it was like a little village, so she used to go around delivering the papers on a horse. How brilliant is that? That's brilliant. If you were late, you could have a bit of a giddy-up. That's brilliant. It's like (laughs) the Wild West. Did she just hide the papers into the drive? That's brilliant, because you wouldn't want to keep mounting the horse, would you? Get up and off. I know, unless it was a Shetland pony. Might be a bit easier. Mm. (laughs) But anyway, um, it just got me thinking about possible topic for the future. Funny ways to travel in your job or just an unusual way to do your job, maybe. like. I think we need a break for a second series if we're getting to the point. I've got an idea, right? Horse-related <laughs> Horse transport methods for work. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Horses at work? I reckon there'll be a few stories on that. Hey, listen, you didn't think cutlery would do so well. <laughs> That's true. That's true. True. <laughs> anyway, big shout out to Bev back at work on the tills in Asda. Go on, Bev. I feel like she ought to be allowed to be on a horseback, <laughs> on a Shetland pony, <laughs> putting, the, putting, the, putting the food to <laughs> For the promo. <laughs> I, could, I mean, do you know what? That would be good for people's mental health as well, wouldn't it? If they were, I yes. mean, they might freak them out, but I think it would be quite nice to just see an animal, wouldn't you? I mean, there's various health and safety concerns here, obviously, and hygiene, but... I'm not sure I'd love the horses in Asda when I was trying to do my weekly shop. <laughs> but presumably, presumably, presumably people would start queuing up. They'd all want to be on Bev's till. So there'd be a massive queue. And so the, the neighbouring cashiers would have to get their own kind of novelty pet <laughs> to sit on. They'd have to, <laughs> to they'd get a camel, couldn't they? 
Ah, oh, there could be a llama, there could be a camel, there could be all sorts. I'm going, this could be a whole it could be. new way to shop. I'm off to Barry in aisle eight on his ostrich. <laughs> oh, dear me. Anyway, so thanks, Bev, for cheering me up this morning at the thought of her on a uh, paper round on a horse. But do you know what? That's where these good stories come from. It's just from chatting to people and you realise everyone's just got funny stories of things that have happened to them during work. This is a cracker, right? So this is John, and I want you to picture the scene here. John is on a weekend away with his new girlfriend, right? And he's been doing loads of little romantic things, like he's been leaving a little voice messages, missing you, love you loads, uh, that kind of thing. She really appreciated all these little kind of voice messages. Um, So he sends her another one. I thought I'd leave you a little message as I haven't done so for a couple of days just to say that I love you and I'm loving you a little more each day. I miss you when we're not together and I can't wait to see you again. Hours later, John gets a message from his new boss saying he hadn't realised how he felt. (laughs) (laughs) And he would never... And then he would never delete the message. Needless to say, John died on the spot as he realised he'd posted it to the group message. So he posted it on the group chat for the company workforce. It wasn't even just the boss who saw it. And he still called. um, Apparently now they still all tell him they love him every week and they call him the love machine (laughs) is his nickname. Hey, there's worse (laughs) names than that. That's brilliant. And what did his partner think of it? Well, apparently his girlfriend, who is now his fiance, so obviously it went well. And apparently she'll repeat the story to anyone who'll listen. (laughs) Oh, that's going to be in the wedding, isn't it? They're going to have to have that uh, best man speech. Yeah, and it's... And they've still got the recording. <laughs> I love that. Oh, was it a voicemail? Yeah, it was a voicemail. Oh, that's so sweet. Can you just imagine, though, you've sent this really nah. mushy voicemail to your boss? I mean, it is worse than a text oh, because or an email. Awful. I feel every bit of red for him. I feel yeah. that's just I mean, so... That's, that's it, when it, the embarrassment comes from your toes. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those, isn't it, where it just rises. It's just... It gets worse I, every well, time I you think, think about it. I think it gets better when you think about it because, you know... It's embarrassing in the first instance, but then most people will think, oh, what a lovely fella. He's not a dick. He's not some horrible blokey bloke. He's got. He's capable of a bit of feeling and a bit of expressing that feeling more importantly. Go on, John. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeff, man, uh, no, everyone's love, just going to go. Stuff, yeah. I know they are, but, but, you know, in an affectionate way. It's not like he said something shouty. If he'd been, if they'd had a row... And he'd left a snotty voicemail saying sod off or whatever. Then you think. Oh, I know. People wouldn't feel the same but, way. He wouldn't get a nickname then. It'd be just awkward and people wouldn't mention it. But this is, oh, yeah, John, we love John. He's the love machine. Get in. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but it's still embarrassing. Though. It is embarrassing. Yeah. I like the name like, love machine, I'm though. just trying. Because you don't. It's like. You don't ever want anyone to hear what you're like talking to your partner, no, like your little pet all, names it, no, or your little mushy things you say. Awful. What, do you? What's your mushy name for your partner, Steph? Oh, I've got several. I mean, I'm not going to tell you them now, am I? They're private. Yeah. I've got one for you as well, Jeff. Have you? Does it? You're my little fluff ball. <laughs> <laughs> a little fluff ball. <laughs> I'm just going to say that's a reference to my recorder here, for those who are listening, not watching. <laughs> And it's, it's a reference to your face. <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> it's trimmed. This is trimmed. Is it? Gubby Glover, Gubby. again, an excellent name, says, I once knocked over three pallets of crumpets, pancakes and bread after hitting my truck. It was like a domino effect after I hit the first pallet of pancakes. What made it worse was I'd caught the, t- the pallet two minutes earlier and thought, God, that was lucky. I never knocked that over. Poor Gubby, eh? Imagine all those crumpets, pancakes and bread falling to the floor because he Holly. smacked it with his truck. Gubby. What a waste. It's a shame, though. I'm, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm not sure the story was as good as the name. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine it was quite traumatic. <laughs> but it fell a little flat like one of the pancakes, unfortunately. Maybe, maybe it was in the delivery step. I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe I was oh, just too oh, excited you're, about you're the name. You're today, Jeff, aren't you? Jeff. You're I am, sorry. God. Bloody hell. So Sharpie. Anyway, I've got some absolute crackers coming up for you, Jeff, that are going to make you go, what's that really mad red colour? Puce. No. <laughs> Crimson. <laughs> Crimson. <laughs> Crimson. No, what what colour's puce? Is that a colour? I don't know. Anyway, Sharpie says Gubby's brother. <laughs> Sharpie says they were having a bad day working at McDonald's as a teenager, walking up the back stairs in a sulk. They were clunking the broom handle from side to side on the walls. Weren't really looking at what they were doing as they were going up the stairs and put the broom through the fire alarm on a Saturday lunchtime in McDonald's. <gasps> oh, I'd love to know oh, if they yeah. owned up to it or if they just turned and legged it. Oh, turned and legged it. You'd leg it, wouldn't you? Yeah. You would, of course you yeah, would. Yeah, you would. Look. That absolute chaos. Because you'd be losing, you'd lose the company bloody thousands, wouldn't They'd you? They'd probably get sacked. Oh, no. Oh. I know. I, I've got another funny one connected to that from Sue on this very premise of setting a fire alarm off and not taking ownership for it. So Sue <gasps> says, she's a, she's a teacher, right? About 15 years ago, we were having an Ofsted inspection, or as she calls it, an F Ofsted. (laughs) 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 And all the teachers listening will appreciate that. that. (laughs) Uh, I was rushing to get ready for the afternoon session as I was expecting to get observed whilst teaching. I popped a tea cake in the toaster, forgot about it, and the smoke set off the alarm. The whole school, including the inspection team, had to evacuate the building halfway through serving the school dinner and we had to wait until the fire brigade attended and declared the building safe. About a year later, I was cooking toast again in my classroom. But as I'd learned my lesson by now, I covered the smoke alarm with a rubber glove. <laughs> Rather than just like maybe <laughs> just keep standing an eye there on your waiting toast. for the thing to Just toast. wait for it. I know, I know, I know. So she says... Um, covered the s- <laughs> so she'd covered the smoke alarm with a rubber glove. On this particular occasion, I forgot to remove the glove until the next day. <gasps> as soon as I saw it, I panicked and grabbed it quickly to pull it off. Totally the wrong thing to do, as there's powder in the gloves that set the alarm off again. The whole school was once again evacuated. In the rain this time, partway through a maths lesson, once again, we couldn't go back until the fire brigade came in. Oops, Sue. Oops. There are, <laughs> there are whole layers of that story that I just don't understand. Was... I mean, it's fantastic, <laughs> but I just don't get it. There's powder in the gloves. 
but it's yes. so dangerous. But she's, yeah. I mean, the fact that she's putting a marigold on top of a smoke alarm while <laughs> cooking toast in her classroom, not even in the staff room. But she's I mean, got a toast. protection of the kids. She's got a toaster in a classroom. That's one. There's powder in the gloves. What powder's in the gloves? She's putting the glove on yeah, the bloody like, smoke it's alarm. It's like the... No, so the powder's like, you know, so you can put the, the money in The like, in the... Yeah, it's like the, you know, the stuff, so like talcum powder, so it's like to put the gloves on and off properly. You know, if you open a packet of latex gloves, yeah, 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 you take them out and they're powdery, so you can get them on and off. She's I not mean, filled them with coke, She's love. not filled them with cocaine No, anything. I know, I know, but I just... <laughs> I this mean, is not Breaking Bad going on in her classroom. She's not cooking methylated spirits, not spirits. She's not cooking crystal meth in the back room. I just thought it was a washing up glove. <laughs> making some a, toast. Washing up gloves don't come with bloody powder, do they? Uh, so the problem with this story it's... then is the differentiation <laughs> of the gloves. <laughs> and not the fact that the school nearly went on fire. I, it's entirely my <laughs> fault. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the story. It's a brilliant story. I just don't understand why she's got a toaster in the classroom. Why this powder coming out of the gloves? Now clarified. Thank you very much. And whatever the second thing was. <laughs> do you know what, though, Jeff? Jeff that just you shows... really peel back the layers. You really go yeah. deep on these stories. Well, what do you do? Just sit there and... <laughs> love, I love. Just sit there. I just sit, I just sit here and take it all in. <laughs> Laugh a few times if they're funny. That's yeah. what the audience is meant to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the crack, isn't it? That's why I'm here. <laughs> I've been wondering why you're here, Claire, actually. So I'm glad yeah, you clarified that. I just that. sit in the background and enjoy this. <laughs> it's just, uh, I, just, I just leave the peel back to you. <laughs> I mean, Jeff, also, you're being a bit harsh on this teacher. What's wrong with having a toaster in your classroom? Absolutely nothing. It's just that I don't remember. Again, this is my failing. I don't remember any oh, of Steph, my teachers now. halfway through the class <laughs> suddenly getting the toaster out and putting a couple of Warburton's muffins in. It's just, I can't conceptualise it. I can't it's see it. It's about lunchtime and things, you know? They've got to have breaks. Yeah, there's a staff room, though, isn't there? <gasps> yeah, but this comes back to what we've talked about, which is communal areas yes, for eating yes. food are a cause of chaos. So what Sue's doing is being yeah. very clever here. She's keeping out of the drama. And hey, Sue, not be it, she's minute. creating her own. <laughs> yeah, she's creating a lot more than just... Oh, to... yeah, she's keeping out of that drama completely. The fire engines come flooding in. Twice. <laughs> no drama there. Mine, she's lucky that there was no proper fire, isn't she? When she could have had to go through the drama of standing in a queue at the toaster in the flipping staff room. Imagine that. Uh, you kind of do that these days, though, can you? <laughs> do you know what I'm thinking as well? Sue would get on with Gubby Glover, wouldn't she? <laughs> I love that name, Gubby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Give us a story. Uh, so, I've got some, uh, uh, again, just brilliant stories. JT says, I was a YTS mechanic. The boss asked me in his thick Yorkshire accent to take out the radiator of an elderly couple's car. They were sat in the car with their mouths wide open while I took the radiator out. The boss came out and shouted, I said... Top up the radiator. What? How did he get that so wrong? Because he said he had a thick Yorkshire accent. <laughs> so he missed. So top up, he thought was take, take out. out. Yeah. Top up. To... Top up the. Yeah. Go on, try top... it. Try it in a Yorkshire oh, accent. Oh no! I can't do any accents. Top up. Top up radiator. Top up radiator. Top up radiator. Like. <laughs> I am sorry. Yeah, I can imagine in that kind of atmosphere. You, yeah. 
environment with all the noise around you. And, uh, and also, him. he's only a YTS lad, so he's new. But can I just apologise to anyone from Yorkshire who's listening to this uh, podcast? Because Jeff has just done the worst Yorkshire <laughs> accent known to man. Hey, that weren't that bad, I'll tell thee, lass. It were all right, that. I don't know what you're bloody moaning about, like. <laughs> that was better. <laughs> that sounded a little bit more Emmerdale. Now, Alison says she was temping back Job in the late radiator. 1980s. Is that better? <laughs> <laughs> you, your eyes rolled into the back of your head then, as if you were like, Jeff, I was doing an exorcism. I was channeling boycott. <laughs> Alison says... I was temping back in the late 1980s, I was shredding back the content. In the late 1980s. I'm doing. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> She's not from Yorkshire. I don't think well, she might be. I don't I'm know. just translating. You don't for know. Folk in, in Yorkshire. <laughs> I was temping back in the late 1980s, right. shredding the contents of piles and piles of files. Right. One afternoon, a manager handed me another file and asked me to pop it through the machine. Some hours later, he asked me where his photocopies were. <laughs> <laughs> so she treading no. the ball. <laughs> oh, no, honestly, that, that that those kind of things make me feel sick. E Are your toes curling? Oh, shut! Are your toes curling again, Claire? No, oh. it just makes us feel sick. You know that feeling? Oh, that dread! Oh. Mm. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even on a budget... Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ben says, Hi, Steph. During my time in the catering industry, there have been numerous funny incidents that have occurred. So Ben sent a couple and I picked my favourite one out of them, right? So one time he says he was working as a chef when a waiter came into the kitchen and said, How can I help the people on table six? They're complaining that their soup is too hot. I was stressed and busy, so I barked across the kitchen. Why don't you go and ask them if they'd like to send a chef out to blow on it for them? I saw him shrug and go, "Okay." as he turned and headed back out to the restaurant. No. Closely followed by myself shouting, someone stop that fucking waiter. No. (laughs) Oh, you know, some people take things so literally, don't they? No. (laughs) Shuffle away. (laughs) 
Do you want me to blow on it? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Imagine. That's the thing. And chefs are quite, it's quite a stressful mm. job, isn't it? And Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Not that you'd know, Steph. <gasps> I used to date a chef, actually, many years ago. Did you? But there we are. Did you? Yeah. You learnt lots. <laughs> you used to be... <laughs> Hang on. This, you used to be a chef. No, I used to date a chef. Oh, no, Jeff. I was thinking, <laughs> what happened there, then? <laughs> you didn't watch the Steph show on those episodes, are you sure? <laughs> I that I think that is possibly one of the most stressful jobs. I know. You know when you watch these programs, I just think, I just I, oh, I, I, work in the I kitchen. wonder They're amazing. whether we should at some point instead of going for Shetland pony stories, <laughs> maybe focus <laughs> in on on the on a kitchen. People who've worked in, in oh, restaurants. Yes. Do you know where we get a lot of our good stories from as well? Hospitals. So um, this is my mm. favourite one. So do you remember last week we had the scrubs falling down? Oh, that was So brilliant. this week, yeah, <laughs> this, this is my favourite one from Janet, right? Bye. This is class. So <laughs> many years ago, 30 <laughs> to be exact, I was working as a theatre sister in the operating department at North Tees Hospital in Stockton. I know it. I was eight months pregnant and had developed varicose veins on the back of my legs with standing for long periods. Oh, God, can you imagine that? Heavily pregnant standing in an operating theatre. Goodness. Right. No. One of the consultants told me he would write me a prescription for elastic stockings, which would help a great deal. Now, just to say, this is quite a lengthy story, but it is so brilliant that I'm keeping everything in i haven't edited it at all so the consultant told me he'd write me a prescription for elastic stockings which would help a great deal he gave me a slip of paper and told me to go and get measured during my lunch break i entered the appliance room which was six foot by four there was a small desk and a patient trolley and chair Uh, they were the only furniture in it and a very quiet young man welcomed me in i sat on the trolley and the young man had his back to me and asked me to get undressed I obliged and took off my tights and my skirt whilst huffing and puffing, because obviously she's eight months pregnant, and then sat in my knickers. You don't need my shirt off, do you? He turned round and I noticed his face was bright red. He replied, "Uh, no, 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 not at all. I just need your address. (laughs) He then produced... stop. (laughs) I realised he'd asked me for my address. I'd misheard him and proceeded to undress. (laughs) <laughs> that would be something I would do. <laughs> when I asked him, why didn't you stop me? He replied, because it was hot in the room and I thought you were making yourself comfortable. <laughs> I felt sorry for him as he was... Oh, my God. <laughs> it goes on. I felt sorry for him as he was so embarrassed. You've been more And people would oh, say, no. some of the consultants used to say, ask Janet for her address and she takes her clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder what happened to the poor fella. I That's mean, it's brilliant. bad on both sides, isn't it? But I, uh, I bet he never used the word address again. I bet he was so specific. Ever again? What? Can I have the details of where you live, <laughs> yes. please? What's the number on the door? Yeah. What's the street Changed name? <laughs> and please, if you could keep your tights on, that would be smashing. <laughs> But if you could just keep your clothes on. 
know. But the thing is, from both sides, that's horrendous. Yes. So what do you do in that situation? Claire, you, this could easily happen to you. Oh, it could easily be me. What? And if you're pregnant, you know, you, I know this at the moment, you do, like, you are a little bit not fully with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and also, you have to take your clothes off quite a lot when you're pregnant, don't you, for all the scans and everything? I was just going to say that. You probably wouldn't even second-guess it. You'd probably be like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. Another internal. Yeah, and you do. (laughs) You you soon lose. You soon lose your embarrassment when you're pregnant because you're just like, well, you know, that's it. You do. So you just probably think, oh, here we go. Yeah. Oh, God, but then that poor lad. What do you do if you're him? (laughs) Well, the one thing you definitely do not want to do in that situation if you're the fella is try and even things up and drop your pants. Oh, do you know what's really interesting is a lot of these stories are from years ago as well mm, and people have remembered <laughs> every bit of detail. You know, like she, Janet was saying this was 30 years ago. You but know, you don't forget embarrassing moments. That's I, a good point. I remember a story, right? Yes, I, I must have only been like a young teenager young teenager and I was walking back from my friend's house eating a bag of skips I, I mean why I remember this but I tripped and fell outside the pub I was walking past the pub was on the opposite side of the road and I was walking just normally I tripped and fell and my skips went everywhere and I'll never forget it like no one in the <gasps> pub would have been looking I mean they probably were actually they're probably having a good laugh about it but I just never forget it I've got loads oh of embarrassing God. stories that so hang on a minute how many skips had you eaten so therefore how many skips were left in the bag not enough stuff and did you did you not do the 10 second rule and just pick them up quickly and Mm. eat them you know when you're at that teenager stage i was too embarrassed just moved on (laughs) now i would i would scoop down and eat the lot (laughs) whether you drop them or not (laughs) how long how long do you think these have been here alex (laughs) less than a week more than a week. <laughs> what is it, the three-second rule? I love, though, <laughs> I, uh, I think it's ten. I go with ten. Hey, listen, though, I love the fact that your kind of embarrassing moment from your teenage years is not like a terrible moment with a boy or like something mortifying happened oh, at I'm school. I'm sure I have plenty of those days. Yeah, no, but the one you've chosen to tell us that you remember is you dropping a bag of skips mm-hmm. on the floor, like a mm-hmm. packet of crisps. That's what you remember. That mm-hmm. just says, that just sums you up to perfection, you and your food <laughs> and your... <laughs> and the thing about Claire is, mm-hmm. she's not a big lass. You might be listening to this thing and um, Claire must be massive because she's... Um, no, you're pregnant, you're Doyle. So I have got a message from Vicky to tell you. Now, she admits she's not very good at self-editing, so I've cut down her 10,000-word essay for her. Is it me? Uh, to, <laughs> honestly, it, it went on and on and on and on, and it's good, uh, but I thought we haven't got all day. So and the premise of this whole story is that it's her job to send a colleague uh, who lives in Manchester for a meeting in Newcastle. So so she was in charge of like making sure the colleague knew where they were going and all that jazz. Now, for argument's sake, we're calling this woman Laura. Uh, and Laura is doing f- Vicky a favour by going to do this meeting for her. So they get to the day of the meeting. Vicky is in the office a bit early to get a few bits done. The only person in the office as well is the department manager. I've barely sat down when the phone rings. It's Laura. She just wants to check the address for the session she's arrived at where she thinks she should be because they have no record of any session taking place today. 
So Vicky flicks through her uh, records and says, yeah, it's definitely Newcastle Arts Centre. I don't know why they don't know about it. It's been booked for ages. Laura does a slow intake of breath. Vicky's heart rate starts getting faster. Her brain's frantically trying to work out what's happening. She speaks very clearly and slowly. Okay, except I'm not in Newcastle, am I? I'm in Newquay. Stop. (laughs) It's just taken me five hours to get here. I left my house at five o'clock this morning and I'm in the wrong end of the country. So I'm going to put the phone down now and drive home. And you are going to call me to tomorrow and tell me that you're going to pay me double for today. (gasps) Okay? (laughs) Laura. (laughs) So at this point, Vicky is bright red, her heart's in her mouth. Okay, Laura, I whisper. As I put the phone down, I see my managers come over, evidently sensing something isn't right. I instantly burst into tears and attempted to explain what I've done, preparing myself for a serious telling off. Oh, I mean, poor Vicky, you'd be absolute... Imagine getting Yuki and Newcastle mixed up. (laughs) I mean, who would do that? (laughs) (laughs) I know Newcastle's far better. Uh, Anyway... So the Vicky's manager then turns out is really lovely and bursts out laughing, gives her a hug, tells her it'll be okay not to beat herself up, uh, made her a cup of tea uh, and then told her an almost equally ridiculous thing she once did uh, and also made the promise to her, rather than keep going over it in your head, what you need to do instead is use this story as an opportunity to make any future colleagues who may need to feel better should they do something stupid too. How lovely that is, is that? That is so nice. So she then in the heat pass of the moment, yeah, she's like, don't stress. Listen, just remember the story and tell mm-hmm. it to people when they have done something wrong. And Vicky says, which I'm pleased to say I have numerous times and it works like a charm. Also, apparently Laura calmed down on the drive home and didn't kick <laughs> off. She saw the funny side uh, <laughs> and she said... It was quite wonderful, really. So this whole moment of pure hell for Vicky actually turned into a really nice thing. But there you go. You are, I just can't, I couldn't. That is what makes my toes How curl. How did you get Newquay and Newcastle wrong? Because she just typed it, like, I don't know. She just... But the thing is, when the drop-down menus come on train line or something and you type in yeah, the first three yeah. letters yeah. or wherever it might be, then you just click the wrong yeah. one and all of a sudden, for me, I'm in McCunleth instead of bloody Macclesfield. <laughs> No. Wow. What happened to you? <laughs> I'm not saying. McCunley. I'm assuming that's in Wales. Yeah. It is in Wales. <laughs> uh, I love Wales. And it's a very pleasant place. Mm. Yeah. That comes back to that book, which is all about you've got to control your monkey. Do you know about this? The chimp is it called the chimp paradox? <laughs> no. It's about how um, your, your natural reaction. Do you know where this is going? Then you've got to control your monkey. The natural reaction is for your when something happens to you, which has annoyed you, you instantly and and someone's to blame mm-hmm. for it. You instantly like assume the word. Your your inner monkey just kicks off, and actually your inner monkey should just be like, hang on a minute, actually find out what happened to that person first yep. before you like kick off, and it's all about calming things down anyway mm-hmm. it's very good it's all it's a it's a it's a bestseller that book i love that we're, uh, we've now stopped being Gone a comedy up. podcast and now we're <laughs> now we're in the self-help category yeah. <laughs> should i give you Calm an you and finally then to wrap things up please and and finally does it yeah. contain monkeys or shetland ponies <laughs> or yorkshire accents no but it contains a good story and this is from janet 
I worked a few night shifts at a community hospital. One elderly lady there used to shout for a bucket when she needed a wee. I'd been off a couple of nights when I returned. I asked if the lady had gone home. I couldn't remember her name, so I said, you know, the one that shouted for a bucket when she needed a wee. The nurse started laughing and said, she wasn't shouting for a bucket. She was shouting, fuck it. (laughs) 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 When she needed a wee, she'd just go, fuck it. (laughs) And not that she needs a bucket. (laughs) Marvellous. She said, though, she was never that naive again and she can't look at a bucket now without remembering this woman (laughs) and laughing. That's brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Oh, I love it. I love that woman. I love the woman just in the hospital bed just (laughs) randomly shouting obscenities. I think I want to do that, though, when I'm old. I want to be like... I think I'll be like that when I'm older, you know. Yeah, I think... I'm borderline getting there anyway. I I think we should all just fuck it. I think, you know, I swear, I do swear and it's not... And I do it in a... It's not vulgar or anything, but I do. It is like an honest thing. Why are you laughing? Because I'm not vulgar. How can swearing not be vulgar? <laughs> That's the whole point of it. Well, you know, I, do, I just don't. You know, it's not like I've got a potty mouth, but um, it's a sign of honesty, actually. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. So when you I, I, I explain yourself, Claire. I don't know, I've just seen it once and I thought, oh yeah, that's good, that's true, that's me. I think she's lost, I don't know what she's talking I just, about, I just, I think it's it. A... I think she's lost control of a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's going a different, that's a whole different angle, that. Yeah, I'm going to send you the, I'm going to send you the info. Oh, great, oh God. Many people who swear a lot are, is... are, are very honest and truthful. Oh, brilliant, well, I swear quite a bit. I mean, not on telly, because, you know, that can lead to... There you go. Although I have accidentally mm-hmm. sworn on telly and nearly got fired, uh... But there we are. That's another story for another day. Awkward. Because quite frankly, we all need to go and fuck it. I need a wee. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Oh, what are we doing next week? Hello. What are we doing next week? Oh, right. Yeah. Anyway, any stories, send them not Ooh. bad for a Monday at hotmail.com. And um, oh, so tell us what you think of our new artwork. We've Ooh. put our faces on it now. Apparently, that'll help us get more listeners. Mm, maybe not. That might turn people off. See mm. my face. But you can see Jeff's beard. Mm. Have you got your beard on that picture? <laughs> no, I haven't. That's pre lockdown. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> oh, yes, of course. I've got mine, don't worry. <laughs> All right. See you later. Yeah, so um, oh. hang on, we still haven't said what we're doing next week. Jeff, Jeff. where are you off to? Got... Jeff, right. Jeff, you're meant to be the producer. I you're know. meant to be on this. <laughs> we, we will do, um, well, we'll decide later in the week what we're going to do. Just keep sending us stories. How's this? First person to suggest an idea that you like, Steph, yeah. tweets in and you put it out on Twitter, and that's what it's going to be. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, okay, okay fair enough. Yeah, that's one way to get off the call. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just really wants to get rid of us. Bye. 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 See you later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.